One day I hoped to be saved. Romans 8.24 For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for it? We do not hope for something that we already see, that we already have. For we are saved by hope, because we're not born saved. We're born in sin. We're shaped in it. That is why one day I hoped to be saved. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. I did not have salvation when I was born. I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So therefore, I hoped to be saved. And since I did not have it, I patiently waited for it. And the only way that I could be patient about it was, was to have faith in God, to believe God and take Him at His word. I had to believe that if I repented for my sins, I had to believe with all my heart that if I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that I would receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, which is life. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. We are born in an infirm state. We're softies to sin. We love sin. We enjoy sin. But we do not consider the wages of sin, that it is death, separation from God, until one day we hear a voice and the light's turned on. Revelation. We see, I have to do something. I'm on the road to destruction. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Isn't that beautiful? That God does not leave us standing alone. He wants to clean us up with His Word. Jesus Christ said, Ye are clean through the words which I have spoken unto you. God wants to clean us up so He can put His Spirit in us so that we'll be more than conquerors. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now that is something to hope for. And by faith we can patiently wait for it because God is not a liar. He wants us to trust Him. He wants us to take Him at His word. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Many called, many called, few are chosen, 
It's up to me, it's up to you to make our calling and election sure. It's not God's will that any should perish. He called us all in. He opened up the door of salvation to the Gentiles. He tore down that middle wall of partition between the Jew and the Gentile. How great is our God. How great is His mercy. How long-suffering is He. He gave us a will, and we must lend our will, either to the world or to God, and escape the wrath that's to come. This doesn't have to be hard. We as individuals can make it hard. We have to discipline ourselves. We have to push the flesh out of the way and eat the Word of God. And that Word of God, if we'll just get started and be consistent about it, that Word of God will change us in every way. It'll change our heart. It'll change our mind, change our way of thinking. In turn, that will change our speech. There's going to be a different kind of voice coming out of our mouth once the Word of God gets a hold of us. We're going to be speaking words of faith. We're going to trust God. We're going to have confidence toward God. Then we're going, we're going to lift up our head and look to Him because He loves us. He created us in His image and after His likeness. He made a way of escape for us. <clears throat> then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is no greater hope than that. Let's take a hold of that hope. Let's take a grip on it. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? If I already had salvation, I wouldn't be hoping for it but I was born without it. That's why I had a great hope for it, a great hunger, a great thirst, because the Bible says, he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled. Well wishes in our journey, in our journey to life, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just search me, Lord, just search me, Lord. Turn the searchlight from heaven on my soul. And if you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out and save me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. I want to be whole. The Almighty God, our Creator, He has he has good thoughts toward us. Listen to Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God wants us to know our end. He can give us an expected end because He has thoughts of peace toward us, not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, 
and I will turn away your captivity. We are born in captivity, and God wants to turn it away. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. God loves all nations of people. And God's people are all over the four corners of the earth. And He wants to bring us all together. And He does it through what we're doing right now. The Word of God. The quick and powerful Word of God. It's that simple. We can make it so hard. But God is ever-present right there before us. If we'll just take His Word into our spirit and, and allow it to change us and born us again and make a new creature out of us. The Word of God is an incorruptible seed. We're already corrupt when we're born. We're already born in sin. Now, how do we purify our souls? 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls. How? How do I purify my soul? Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, genuine love. See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. We cannot do this in our sinful state, the way we are born into this world. We can't love one another fervently with a pure heart. How do we do it? Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. That Word of God that we take into our spirit, it purifies us, it changes us, it gives us a different way of thinking, a pure way of thinking. We cannot do it in our present state. We cannot do it on our own. That's why we can hope for salvation. We can hope for this pureness because we do not already have it. This is beautiful to me. I'm just glad that God did give us a will. Nobody can override our will. We can lend it to whoever we want to. And that's a beautiful thing. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Look at that. The word of the Lord endureth forever. We will always have the word of the Lord available to us. Praise the living God. Who does the Lord fill? Who does the Lord save? Who does the Lord deliver? He fills the hungry and thirsty. He who hungers and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled. That's what I want. That's what I longed for, to be filled, hallelujah, with His righteousness and, and to be saved. God saves the broken. Who does He save? The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. But how do we become righteous? The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. We, we must break. Our spirit must break. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Look at the benefit of coming and serving the Lord, and Him being our Father and we being His children. 
Let's take it to heart. Let's get a good grip on the Word of God. Let's pull it up into our bosom and save ourselves from this untoward generation. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me. Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, hear my cry. Lord, hear my plea. Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me. Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, hear my cry. Lord, hear my plea. Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. God's ear is always ready for that cry, for that brokenness, for that contrition. Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. They couldn't shut that man up once he heard, that blind man, he heard that somebody said that's Jesus of Nazareth. And they couldn't shut him up. They tried to make him be still, but he cried out even more. And that's what we have to do. We have to cry out to God. Again, we can hear God saying, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Amen.